Welcome back to One Winning Pod, where we have the next biggest matchup of the year. We all were talking about the 49ers like it was a huge game, and it was. But this is an AFC game, and this is for the first place seed. And you know what it means, man. If we win this game, first seed clinched. You can rest everybody against Pittsburgh, let them win, get a worse draft pick. Love that. And then, uh, boom, go ahead and get the week off, and then destroy people at home, destroy people at home. Go to Vegas and destroy him there. Have a parade. How about that? Like the plan? Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All we got to yeah. do, though, is uh, do what we couldn't do last year. Some unfinished business at M&T Bank against these Dolphins. We remember that comeback. It's one of those things that gave us scars where we can never feel comfortable with a win, you know, or a, a nice lead at the end of the game, fourth quarters. So uh, I know I still have those scars. I think Kayfish has those scars. And uh, I'm sure Chris does, too, where it was just like uh, – can't ever feel comfortable. Can't just, uh, you know, be low stress during these kind of games. Yeah, I think we were, what, up three touchdowns at one point. Uh, a fellow fan in uh, a couple rows back was was screaming, bring on Buffalo, because that's uh, who we were facing next week. And he seemed to have disappeared in the last 10 minutes of the game as it suddenly went sour. Yeah, yeah, that was a, it was a brutal matchup for sure. Um a lot of parallels, I think, from this Dolphins team uh, to the one there. I think, um, you know, that was one where, you know, obviously we knew Tyreek, um, you know, from him playing Kansas City all those years, like he was a really good player. We didn't really know what a player Tua was, and we didn't really know what a player Waddle was either. I think we found out that game. Everyone found out that game, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, like Tua can throw the ball uh, a lot and pretty well. And uh, Waddle, he's a guy uh, who's also really, really good. And yeah. I mean, that was kind of like the start of their, um, you know, offensive prowess, I guess, was that comeback game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can kind of think of this as a revenge game for the Ravens. Um, certainly, you know, a lot of the players still here um, who were there last year. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, we were talking last week or not last week. Uh, we were talking in the 49ers recap that, uh you know, the Ravens uh, have wanted to be the underdog and wanted to find, um, you know, inspiration and uh, and drive, I guess, to uh, to keep them focused and keep them hungry. And uh, I I think that's great. I mean, I think that's great material, right? You want to you want to solve that unfinished business and uh, and get the win, be able to lock up that one seed. No doubt about it. I think when you think of the Miami Dolphins reasonably, you talk, you do think about that offense. You think about all these star players. You think about uh, Mike McDonald and um, what he is able to do. And it's interesting. You know, we just played Shanahan. Now we're playing his disciple. And the offense can be kind of similar. Um, and I would say, though, that their skill weapons aren't as, as scary. Obviously, I think Tyreek Hill might be a little bit better than either Ayuk or Debo. But he's also hurt. And um, Waddle has a high ankle sprain. I don't think he'll be very effective if he plays. Um, Moster and a chain, uh, or a chain rather have like a flat tire. They're not running as fast as they normally do. And I think in general, like they're the speed of that team is, is slowing down. So I think this offense could be, uh, exploitable and, um, not as, not as uh, good as they might be. Maybe even in the playoffs, maybe even a few more weeks of rest potentially. So, uh, definitely though, can't underestimate them. I think they might be able to put up more points in 19, like the uh, 49ers mustered and um, yeah, it could be a, it, it could be an interesting challenge for this defense. Yeah. I, 
I think you know them being dinged up is a fair point, but I also think we're we're a little more um, we'll be a little bit more able to to handle their weapons. Um, if you remember in the game last year, um, where we kind of gave up that huge lead, um, it all started when Marlo went out. So then you had uh, Jalen Armour Davis on Tyreek. And then every once in a while, you had Tyreek on Peters, who doesn't really, his game didn't really match up to what Tyreek is, is really good at. Um, and, uh, and now, you know, the team has Marlowe and, and, you know, hopefully he has no injuries, but uh, we're kind of a little more stacked at, at corner that, you know, Jalen Armour Davis is the five, the six. I, I'm, I'm not even sure where he falls in the pecking order if he does play. Um, we have Darby. We have Stevens. Um, Rock has played some. You have Marcus and Kyle. Um, Kyle was um, fresh last year. Uh, on his rookie year, he he gave up one of those long long uh, touchdowns. I want to say to Tyreek. I I think this team is more equipped to to handle this offense now than they were, you know, a year and a half ago. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, going back to you know, I want to go back to something Alec mentioned um, with uh, you know Mike McDaniel in the offense. Um, yeah, you know, remember he came from. San Francisco a couple of years ago uh, when he accepted the head coach position with the Dolphins. And, uh, you know, yeah, I was actually watching a couple of videos before this of, um, you know, some film study uh, from some of, some of those guys. I'm trying to remember the name. It was Ryder, Ryder somebody. I'll have to look it up again. We'll uh, link it in the show notes. But anyway, it was a guy who does a lot of film study for uh, for the Dolphins. And, you know, I ended up talking a lot about how the Dolphins like to do use motion a lot, um, pre-snap motion, to try and get guys, um, you know, Get get them a head start to be able to uh, identify like what the defense is doing, not just um you know moving guys and and realigning to see what the defense is doing, but actually like you know hey that's that's our first read and you know using motion to try and confuse defenses and, and get guys open and you know have um yak opportunities somewhat similar to what we saw with San Francisco. I think they like to do a lot of similar things, right? You know San Francisco has got some guys we talked about last week. Um, you know, and other guys we haven't talked about, like, you know, use check, um, which Ravens fans are familiar with. Like he's this fullback, but you can line him up at receiver. You can line him up at running back. Like he could do a lot of different things. And, you know, when you have players like that, um, in those positions, like, you know, the Niners do and, and like the, the, the Dolphins do, you can get a lot of interesting matchups and kind of force the defense to show their hand and, and do things like that. Um, I, I did want to mention too, like watching a little bit of film as well on, the uh, game last week against the Cowboys. I feel like our defense does match up a lot better than what the Cowboys do. I, I feel like the Cowboys, they're, I feel like their coverage, their coverages are a lot more straightforward. At least they seem that way from the Miami game. It's just like, you know, cover two, kind of cover four, like not a whole lot of, um, you know, kind of like exotic blitzes or, you know, deception from the defensive side that, you know, McDonald loves to do and, and did a lot against the Niners game. Um, and I, I'm, I'm really curious to see, you know, if the Dolphins are going to be able to, to handle some of those things, even if they are able to get some guys back healthy, uh, be able to execute a little bit. I, I'm, I'm just curious to, to kind of see if, if Tua is going to be able to make a lot of those reads um, correctly, um, you know, or if, is he going to struggle a little bit like Purdy did? Yeah, I- 
throw into the Cowboys, I don't think they they kind of just have you know those elite uh, pass rushers and they just say our guys are going to beat you and and the coverage just has to hold on long enough um, and and they don't do like you said they don't do those exotic exotic blitzes because they have you know Micah Parsons um, who's who's going to rush the passer most most of the time um, and and kind of to your point that is also kind of what um, bit them right at the end, the very last play to, um, to ice it, to get them into range. Um, and, and goes back to your point about motion. Tyreek uh, came across uh, the formation. The cornerback was following. He was kind of a little bit behind. So he tried to pick up his pace to stay ahead of Tyreek. As soon as he got ahead of Tyreek, you know, laterally, Tyreek put his foot in the ground, changed direction, and they, they kind of don't pass it off like we do where you'll see like Roquan and MPQ be like, all right, that's your guy now and, and do stuff like that. So the cornerback was trailing by the time he gets back into the play, the block is already, is already there. The, I I think it was the offensive line. And then, you know, Tyreek's now on empty air and he just needs a couple yards to get the first down. And that was the icer for the game. Hmm. So I think, you know, kind of, as you were saying, we're, we're more equipped to handle some of that stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I think our, I would say like ambidextrous defense almost, you know, we aren't, we aren't necessarily handed. We can pass on either side. Um, we uh, do allow for that. And I think the big thing that is important in this matchup and what makes me more confident than maybe San Francisco as well is that they don't have a, a threatening tight end. You know, uh, Durham Smith is a guy, he runs routes, he gets some targets, but he's not, um, he's no Kittle, right? And I think, that could be a, a vulnerability for us. You know, if you have a really good tight end who, uh, you know, is, can be real physical with, uh, with Marcus Williams and like maybe can get something going there. Um, but we don't, we don't have that with, with Durham Smith. So I think that that really helps out. And, um, I also feel like, uh, HN and, uh, Mostert just aren't as, uh, threatening running backs you know they're not as uh you know hard runners so to speak and because of that um i think they won't be as effective against our defense like they'll definitely get some plays here and there but i i do think that they'll uh, go down relatively easy and that will help as well because um yeah like i it just doesn't like they're they're more physical players don't don't throw in as much right the tight end and the running backs yeah, I mean, I was going to say, you know, I kind of agree with you on the tight end uh, room, definitely. You know, Smythe is not the same guy as a Kittle. Um, just doesn't threaten the the defense in the same way. Um, sort of, you know, kind of like the third read. Um, you know, obviously Tyreek, Waddle, like those are your main two guys. Um, running backs, I was going to say, like, you know, I, I really think that the health of them are really going to be the the key here. Um, Mostert, Actually, statistically, he's been having a great season over a thousand yards already, eighteen touchdowns, which is incredible. Um, you know, still an explosive player. It's it's amazing. Like I I feel like you know we learned this a couple of years ago, but I had forgotten that Mostert got his start on the Ravens in 2015. That the, yeah. you know the injury year. Um, you know, actually, he's been in the league a really long time. But even that, like, he's still like a pretty physical player, but he's also extremely fast. Like I'm really surprised every time I watch him, like, you know, this guy has been around for so long because, you know, his, his speed is pretty incredible. He matches, you know, matches the the rest of the Miami offense really well. I think Um, if he's healthy, 
I think he can do similar things. I mean, obviously he's not a McCaffrey, but I think he's explosive enough. Um, you know, he can get a lot of yards after contact. Um, his health is going to be the big thing, right? Uh, against the Cowboys, he only had 19 snaps. It was a season low for him. Um, it's a shin injury. I, I think that was why um, the snap count was a little bit lower. So that's something to be monitored. He didn't practice today. Uh, it wasn't on the injury report. But yeah, I, I think the I think the health there is definitely going to be key. If the Dolphins are going to do anything too, you know, um, HN, like, I mean, he got to come back. I mean, it, it feels like it's been forever since he blew up, you know, weeks two through four or something where he exploded for like, you know, 200 some yards and multiple touchdowns. Um, after his, I think it was a knee injury. I think he just hasn't been the same player yards per carry been way down. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously there's a chance, um, you know, there's a chance we can get healthy at the right time. It could be, you know, it could be a, a danger, but I think if, um, you know, if you're the Ravens, you got to prepare for it no matter what, even if they're, you know, uh, they're going to be, you know, hurt or, you know, not, not full strength come Sunday. Yeah, I think they're also uh, kind of hurting with the wide receiver room, like we mentioned, with Waddle being hurt, Tyreek banged up, banged up uh, Robbie Chosen, Chosen Anderson, Robbie Anderson, all those guys are one guy, and uh, he's concussed. Uh, Cedric Wilson has done a couple things a couple times. Chase Claypool, like who knows, maybe he'll be activated and <laughs> run some routes. But uh, it's getting kind of dire, honestly. Their wide receiver situation is not great. And... Um, you know, Braxton Berrios might be there, but yeah, it's just a, it's a it's a after Hill and Waddle, but that they're both banged up and limited abilities uh, in coming into this game. I, I'm not afraid of any of these guys. Yeah, it, it feels like the the other weapons that they have besides Tyreek and, and Jalen are are very complimentary. They're they're definitely not any kind of focus. They're not running. They're running plays specifically for Waddle and Tyreek. Um, you can't say that about any of the others. I, oddly enough, I think we spread the ball out way more than they do. Um, Post Mark Andrews injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, look, I mean, Tyreek's stats like sixteen hundred plus yards, tons of touchdowns. Uh, most, like I said, Mostert has eighteen touchdowns on the season. Like they're very, very concentrated in terms of um, you know all the all the stats. Yeah, and then your offensive line, man, with uh, Tron Armstead on the injury report with three different things, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know he kind of is, is the way it goes. Uh, as Kevin was saying when we were talking a little bit before the show, and you know, twenty six ranked in the league, that's not very good. I saw that the Ravens on the same list are, are fifth, and we uh, constantly complain about the offensive line. So it's like, <laughs> darn man, <laughs> the offensive line play must be really low in the NFL right now. Well. Ours is also supplemented by the most electric quarterback in the league. So yeah. I, I always think those numbers are, are a little, a little off. Cause like, yeah. Okay. Lamar didn't get sacked as much last game, but it was cause he was escaping. It wasn't necessarily the, the line was holding up, you know, perfectly. They were doing just enough to kind of push the guys to the side and Lamar would take the hole. So those, those numbers for us specifically always kind of just, feel a little high um i don't think it's just you know ravens fans going ah i, I want them to be the the top o line and, and this that and the third the top seven teams i would say um probably have six of the best quarterbacks in the league or five of the best quarterbacks you know kind of thing so yeah what are, what are the top seven so you got dallas philadelphia detroit kansas city baltimore san francisco buffalo 
Feels right. Kind of, well, a lot of good quarterbacks on that list. Yeah, kind of interesting, right? Like quarterbacks probably are uh, a part of the statistic. <laughs> and it's one of those things too, where like, okay, uh, you know, they have Ingold, their fullback. They have Derm Smith, but they don't seem as inclined to use them like that. Um, and I don't know. I think like they're not, uh, and I, I don't think Moster or uh, HN are particularly like the best pass blockers. Um, maybe Mostert is. I'm not. I'm not sure, but I, I know that was kind of a knock for uh, HN coming out of college. Yeah, I mean, when you're only like 160 pounds, I'm sure it's, <laughs> I'm sure it's a struggle. <laughs> yeah, like that's <laughs> kind of no surprise there. Um, I, I can't say that I've I've watched a ton of Miami games to see if it kind of improved. I mean, uh, Keaton, not a big guy either, and I would say like it started to look like it was getting a little bit better. Um, you know, definitely not perfect. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, it's kind of you know a, a one-two thing, as well as a, a size thing. So maybe uh, HN has has improved a little bit, um, but I I I kind of doubt it. I I almost assume that they want to put him out in space if he's ever in there, and it's kind of wasting him to to pass block. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think, um, you know, kind of going back to off- offensive line, just kind of wrapping that up, um, you know, certainly I think the best way to kind of counter it, um, one thing that Tua does, I think, fairly well is just get the ball out really quickly. Um, you know, I think that definitely will help. I mean, he, he he's a mobile quarterback. Obviously, he's not the same, you know, athlete as Lamar, so he can escape pressure and things like that. But I think, you know, uh, where Tua wants to go is be able to make those decisions really quickly, just get the ball out and let his players, you know, get all of the all the yak basically um like i said their their offense is really predicated on speed um so that yeah it's gonna be really interesting we talked about a lot of the injuries on this team and you know who's gonna be healthy and suiting up for sunday it could definitely affect them a lot um but on the on the other hand too like you know that is kind of like a core piece of this offense and you know they might have to go next man next man up and you know see what see what they can do and Mm -hmm. for the defense um just you know doing what they can to try and again like you know, disguising coverages, trying to confuse two a little bit, just give them an extra second to be able to process like, okay, where, you know, what was the defense playing? Like, where are they going? You know, am I able to make this throw? The the more you can just slow that down, even if it's for a few seconds, like that's going to be really critical um, for a pass rush to get home. Well, another thing I wanted to point out too is with Tua, I'm looking at it. He only has 10 interceptions on the year and he only has two games where he has two picks. One was against the Jets and one was against the Giants with Mr. Wink. Uh, I'm thinking that he's going to throw maybe two picks again. Um, I think he's kind of similar to Purdy. I know we were kind of talking about that offline as well. Um, and I think you can get him in a similar way. Uh, you know, the limited arm strength we observed last time we played him too. Like, I, I think we might be able to to get him a couple times. So that's something I think to look out for too is if we're able to generate picks or confuse him or, uh, you know, get him off his, uh, his a game. Yeah. I mean, I think kind of similar to Purdy, he's a, a spot thrower. I, I think we talked about it last, last, uh, pod. I'm not positive. Um, so if we saw, uh, you know, an interception similar to the Hamilton one, um, in the red zone, you know, not necessarily having to be Hamilton, but I, I wouldn't be too surprised if, you know, the read was, was right until it was, it was wrong and someone intercepted it um i wouldn't be surprised uh again going back to you know good film study um i could see us forcing one that way and then um 
yeah, if we can get pressure like we did, kind of make him have to think another half second. I mean, the whole offense is is based off of timing. So um, yeah. you kind of throw that off, and, and things kind of get wacky. Um, and you're asking to uh, to make plays with his feet, extend plays. Um, we'll see what happens. See if he can do it. Um, yeah. I will say he's he's uh he's due. <laughs> the regression's coming. He's had no interceptions uh in the month of December. So uh time to time to change that narrative, right? Yeah, you said ten ten through the first what two months, so I think he's yeah. due for five. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Based off the math. Um chalk that up. Have it is pretty crazy how all those picks uh, happen for the Ravens in like one game. Like, I mean, the, the, I don't, I wouldn't say that they had a turnover drought, but it was one where, like, I mean, like, I mean, think about it. Like, I mean, Geno Stone interception leader for a while. Like, I mean, he really cooled off. Um, you know, not not having like anything for like Geno or anything, but like, you know, in the early season, like, yeah, we had a lot of interceptions, but then there was kind of a period like, well, we were doing some stuff, but like not a whole lot, and then like five. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. they come definitely, in bunches. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely a little bit of an anomaly. That's what they say. They come in bunches. I think uh, Marlo said that on the IG live. Uh, he was talking to someone. Um, yeah. So, but it makes sense though, in a way, because like it's one thing to get like a tip ball or an errant pass. It's another like when you said like the film study aspect. Like if you if there's some tells that you really can like go off of, that can help a lot. You know, so yeah. Yeah, I feel like sometimes they they know stuff. I remember like what? Oh, it was against um the Lions. Like you know, they'll ne- they'll never say what it was, but they, they they acted like they knew the plays before they were happening. Like they were like, oh yeah, we knew what was coming. Like you know what I mean? Like they apparently had some tells, you know. And uh, yeah, like it's all film study. It's all above board, you know. That's what Marlon was saying. But uh, yeah, like some of these teams, man, apparently have some some real uh, some real tendencies. So. It's kind of what I'm looking at right now. I think I, I do think that uh, he's due for some interceptions, and yeah, maybe maybe two. We want to move along to the defense, man. Another kind of hobbled group, you know, not um not totally hobbled, not as bad as the offense, I would say, but uh, definitely some injuries. Of course, uh, Jalen Phillips got MetLifed, and uh, he's out for the year, and um, also seeing a bunch of other. Uh, injuries, uh, you know, questionables, et cetera, on the injury report. Both teams have a, a pretty extensive injury report for, you know, this late in the season. So uh, definitely uh, you know, keep an eye on the availability of uh, some of these uh, safeties and, and cornerbacks. And you know, the secondary could be banged up too. So uh, that could really help out our, our offense. Yeah. Um, their pass rough, rush has definitely taken some injuries the last, you know, couple games. Um, they did get uh, Jalen Ramsey back which i um i think uh since he came back has completely changed their yeah he's he's playing well yeah so um i mean i wouldn't look too much into you know the first you know what eight or so games before it kind of feels like this is a different defense now um so i did i do think they uh they completed a couple passes on uh ramsey the cowboys last game um so he's not, he's not kind of like that elite lockdown, never give up any passes anymore. But uh, he's still very, very, very good. Um, and I feel like they had another. They brought in someone else for pass rush. I'll have to look it up. And he immediately got injured too. Um, 
it's kind of been their the the part of their defense that is getting hurt a ton. Yeah, I'm not sure who you're talking about. You're talking about uh I know Phil I Baker. I saw it. Baker, I was gonna say I think it's Baker because he's out and had I think six sacks already. Yeah, it, it might be him. Oh no, Baker only has one point five. Um, but I mean, basically, the point that I was going to get to was, you know, oh, Van Grinkle. You made up Van Grinkle. That's <laughs> a real guy, Andrew Van Grinkle. No, Van Ginkle, Ginkle, not not Grinkle. <laughs> oh, I see it now. Yeah, like um, Andrew but, Van Crinkle cookies. Like, <laughs> like after the no, no, no. Ginkle, uh, uh, Van Ginkle's actually having a good season. Um, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the point that I was eventually working up to was like, we should be able to to run on on this uh, this team with all their injuries. Um, you know, as you said, our O line number five. Uh, still think that's a little fake, but uh, you know, uh, I, Pollard didn't have a good game, I, I think, but Pollard's been kind of not great this year. Um, so I think that's something we could attack and you could see, you know, 200, 300, well, I shouldn't get too crazy, 200 yards on the ground from us. It might be, uh, something we could attack, um, and not, and take, take their elite, um, you know, cornerbacks and, and safety out of the equation kind of, and, and force them to, to tackle as well. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good idea regardless. Um, yeah, like we talked about in the, just the other episode about, uh, you know it, the the run game did okay, but it was also one of those things where we're like, well, we were passing a whole lot, and you know when it kind of counted, uh, the run game kind of stalled a little bit. So yeah, trying to you know reestablish that, especially at home, like I think it's a good idea. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, I'll add this, guys. I, I noticed it when I was looking at the depth chart, and I c- confirmed in the the snap report for the Dallas game, for instance, they only have four active defensive linemen, and they play their butts off. Uh, Wilkins has 92% of the snaps. Uh, Sealer has 85% of the snaps. And then, uh, you know, Davis and Hand, 35 and 17, respectively. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, obviously, they use some of these uh, edge guys as well, I guess, you know, have their hand in the dirt. But I think only carrying four defensive linemen in a run game. That's like, you know, that's a good recipe. You can tire them out. And um, I think, yeah, we definitely could run on them. And I also know that their uh, inside linebackers ain't all that either. Wow. That, yeah, four. Wow. Four defensive linemen for that whole roster. That is pretty incredible. I mean, like some of those guys are good. Like They're great. Wilkins yeah, they're, they're very good guys, but yeah. they're, they're thin. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, we all know about Zach Sealer, the, guy, the one that got away. He has 8.5 sacks this year. Incredible. Uh, Christian uh, Wilkins has eight. And, um, you know, so their defensive line is able to generate pass rush all by themselves. And that's like definitely something to, con- uh, to consider going into this game. Uh, Bradley Chubb has been an absolute force with 11 sacks and six force fumbles. Um, but, you know, without his running mate, I feel like we might be able to, uh, you know, have a card on him and, and things like that and, and really, you know, run at him, chip him like crazy and make sure that he gets tired out and neutralized. Yeah. I mean, it certainly could happen. Um, yeah. Like I said, you know, I think, 
I think it's I think it's a great point that you brought up, K Fish. Um, you know, especially I mean, just looking at these guys, like you know, pass rush. I think for them, I think it's definitely uh, you know definitely one of their strengths. Um, and uh, you know, with all the injuries that they do have, and you know, with uh, you know what the Ravens have been able to do, and some of these against some of these other offenses that have good pass rushers, um, they've been able to neutralize them in certain ways. Running the ball is definitely effective. You know, the pass blocking, if you know, chipping guys, things like that. Like they can take guys got out of games. Um, I was really impressed with what they did was basically stopping Nick Bosa. Um, it had very little impact on the game on uh, the 49ers and um, you know, but even, you know, even despite Bosa being like the name guy, like Niners had a lot of, um, you know, really talented guys on the defensive line. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities here for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, the one thing one thing I did want to mention, too, about like, the Miami defense, I feel like we, we talked about this last time. I feel like the last couple of times we talked about with Miami, like they are like they're a really interesting group. Like they may be thin in certain positions. And, yeah, they might not be like the best in other position groups, but like they play really hard. They really do. Like, I feel like I've gone into previous matchups thinking like, oh, yeah, their defense isn't that good. Like we won't have a struggle with them at all. And. I mean, you know, the offense is stalled out in certain spots. So, you know, I, I really, you know, just want to caution, like, don't overlook them um, because they certainly like they can they can play really hard where it matters. And uh, you know, this is this is, you know, like you said, at the top. This is going to be a game where it's going to be really important. Um, it's going to be really important to stay focused as well, and uh, you know, don't overlook the opponent. Yeah, um, and. We were kind of talking about this before the show, um, but I think it speaks to Mike McDaniel. Um, he's definitely an X's and O's guy. He he came from the Shanahan tree. He he um, he creates a lot of um, difficult matchups um, on the offensive side. But I would also say he's a really good leader of men. He kind of gets that whole team and not just the offense to buy in. So I think that's where I, I think that's kind of basically what you're saying is, you know, they play hard. And it starts at the top, um, and and that might sound kind of silly or, or kind of uh, you know lip service, but I think you see that from a ton of teams that don't have those type of guys, and and they're also not the good teams. I, I speak to our our team kind of the um, the most on that as well. Like that team is definitely bought in. They are, you know you have the quarterbacks running to set the edge you that um that doesn't just happen the that's not, um that comes from the top i think you should probably talk about the secondary uh, we kind of mentioned it a little bit um with jalen ramsey returning from his injury but uh you know a lot of other guys as well you know that are uh you know I, i'd say a, a real strength of this defense aside from their uh pass rushers um Javon Holland, um, their free safety, very good player. Um, Ramsey, obviously, we talked about. Xavier Howard, um, another really good cornerback um, that they've had uh, had down in Miami for a long time. And uh, former Raven, Deshaun Elliott, uh, made his way down from uh, Detroit, if I recall, and uh, now playing for Miami. So, yeah, I mean, these guys play really well. Um, certainly, you know, they are, they are playmakers. Um, you know, I, I don't have the interception counts ahead of me, but I know Holland... Um, had a lot of interceptions last year. Uh, Ramsey, obviously, been a shutdown corner guy, also can make a lot of plays in the ball as well. Howard, uh, same thing. Um, you know, I think, you know, we were talking with the Ravens. Uh, turnovers come in bunches. It's another one where ball security is going to be super important. I think these guys, uh, you know, can play very well. They can match up well uh, against our receiving core. It's it's kind of sad Peter's not on to talk about his 
his favorite non-Raven, the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say, once again, let's look at the injury reports, though, because uh, Holland missed last week with the knee issue, limited in practice this week. Uh, Xavier Howard, hip and thumb issue. Uh, he played all the last game, but we'll see if he's able to, you know, suit up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a big wrinkle. But, yeah, Ravens legend, Sean Elliott, 98% of snaps last week, doing his thing. Glad to see him re- uh, impossibly employed. <laughs> I I didn't realize he was starting for them when I looked at the depth chart. I um, I yeah I, you know I kind of thought there might be a chance he just kind of went to the wayside, went to Detroit, went to Miami, and then saw the uh, the career kind of start to end. But you know it seems like he's he's found another spot for himself, so that's that's great. Um, I know he uh, preseason he. He, I don't think he circled it on his calendar, but he had, he definitely, uh, I don't know if it was an Instagram story or if it was a tweet mentioned coming back to the bank, um, in an enemy uniform was going to be a, a big day for him. Um, so I think he's excited to come back. Um, this is kind of like a tangent, but I think, uh, you know, the Miami game previously week two, um, we were kind of getting, you know, uh, the crowd was kind of getting up. It was still early in the year. I think Miami's going to see a completely different crowd um, for this Week 17 game. Um, uh, a lot more engaged, a lot more on the line. So I think you'll you'll it, it, they'll have to go silent a lot more. We'll see if that uh, messes with the offense a little bit. Man, though, remember yeah. how loud it was when they had the kickoff return for a touchdown to start off. So nice. It got quiet real qu- well towards the end. So yeah, no, I, know. I don't like, think I know. I know. I, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen this time. I, uh, I, I think with the the winning that's happened recently, you've, or at least from my and perspective, all's on the line. You know. Yeah, like the the fans have been way yeah. more engaged this year. I think it's a it's a lot more fun to cheer when the offense is also doing great things and. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I I feel that I have not looked into this at all, but I feel like false starts and procedure issues for the, the opposing team has been up, you know, at home for us. So I feel like somebody, somebody mentioned that somewhere. I don't know if, yeah, I agree. I don't know if it was a stat that somebody tracked, but I feel like um, somebody, somebody mentioned that somewhere in the, uh, the social verse, wherever that was <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that, you know, Baltimore has been a really hard place to play uh, as of recently. But yeah, I mean, even looking back at the last couple ones, right? I mean, you had like, you know, the Lions game, obviously really great. Seahawks again, another really great game. Uh, the Browns game, not so good. That was not a good ending. But then you have that, you know, primetime game against the Bengals. That was a great crowd. The Rams game, the ending of that. Kayfish, you and I were there. Like, that was incredible. Um, you know, now I have the Dolphins game. I mean, heck, look at like the, the ticket price on StubHub right now. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, they're just like through the roof. Everyone apparently wants to go see the Ravens. You know, I'm assuming they want to see the Ravens, not like Dolphins fans coming up here. Because why would you want to come up here, stay in Miami at this time of year? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it'll uh, it'll be interesting. That's a great point, though. Um, something we didn't talk about earlier that they're going to have to deal with, uh, you know, more silent counts and and deal with the crowd, and you know, we'll see how that works. And and December Baltimore. 
Um, you know, it was it was a scorcher last last time we played them. It, they probably felt kind of yeah. at home. I I know I left the game with a very nice sunburn that I was not expecting to have. <laughs> Every uh, year, Kfish goes into the first game not expecting a sunburn, leaves with a hat and already having sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> last year was extra bad because i had flip-flops on so it's like my feet were burning and oh, no. couldn't, do, couldn't do anything about it and then my face was burning ah, that's uh, again me going on a tangent i uh i did look at the weather though for game time and it yeah. looks like 45 for a high yeah right 45, around 50 yeah yeah, right around start. So uh, I think that's a little colder than fl- Florida. I I did hear it is a little cold down there right now. Um, I have some family that lives down there, and they said it was freezing. It was sixty. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, you know. Um, also, the, did you hear the story that uh, Tyreek decided one day he didn't want to wear socks? This is kind of loosely related to the temperature. Um, he he didn't want to wear socks anymore, and then he was like, "It made me faster," which like is just funny. But <laughs> um, and then the NFL was like, "You need to put on socks, or we're gonna find you." <laughs> made me faster. <laughs> what a goon! He's a he's a funny guy. I think if you know he wasn't on the Chiefs and and then Miami, and then he didn't do all those terrible things, I, um, he would probably be more liked. Yeah, get get that one uh, social media manager fired. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame that one on him, but yeah, yeah. NFL, I, I blame that on the no fun league, but yeah, uh, NFL doing NFL things. But yeah, I will say, like, I think that's another good point. I'm glad we brought it up. Legitimately, these Miami guys have for a long time not played as well in the colder weather, and. uh it's Baltimore weather for sure coming in a little, a little warm. You know, it ain't no uh, 17 degrees like it was uh, last Christmas against the Falcons, but it's definitely, uh, you know, a colder game and that'll have some impact. I think with that, man, uh, we should move on to our bowl predictions, score predictions. Sure should. Uh, no video from Peter, but he did put in his predictions in the doc. So uh, I'll read them all for us. He thinks that Tyreek Hill is going to have under 50 yards receiving. This is a bold prediction. And listen to this, guys. Score prediction. Stomp on them. 38-10 to 10 Ravens. Man, oh, man. That's like a double bold take. No weapon. You know what I mean? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, K-Fish, do you want to go next? Now that sure. those are uh, uh, out there? Yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking about it. I think... Um, I think our offense is going to keep humming. So for score, I'm thinking, you know, much closer than Peter. Uh, like 42-28. Um, Sheesh. What is that? Still a, still a two-score uh, two win. Um, kind of continue to put the NFL on notice. I, um, And then for my bold prediction, um, is it bold to say three? Three interceptions? Dang, that leps mine. I I had it in the dock already two picks, but I'll, I'll let you take. It. I'll get something else. I'll let you take. No, it. no, no. I, I I can think of something else. I was gonna go the other side, which was Gus Edwards' uh, three touchdowns Renaissance game. Um, <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, Are you sure you don't I, have a fancy team that's depending on it? Like, is that I a, do not. A no, all, the, all the leagues I am in, you have all the Ravens, and if you don't have them, Peter does. Um, <laughs> 
it is unreal trying to get a Raven in a fantasy league with one of you guys. Um, Got to draft him like ten rounds early. I'm pretty sure Keaton went at the 107 <laughs> um, before he ever played it down. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I, I think we're gonna have a high scoring game. I I um I don't expect us to kind of get stuck in the mud. Um, and I'm hoping for another big game and and you know. Then we can listen to all the pundits talk about how Lamar's still not the MVP with the uh, number one seed and the best record in in the NFL. Yeah, it'll be like Gus vultured all his touchdowns because he can't do it himself. <laughs> He's a system quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Chris, all right. what do you got? Sure, yeah. Um, I got a lot of defensive ones. Um, I'll go offense for my bull prediction. Um, I'm going to say that Lamar ends up with I say Lamar ends up with three passing touchdowns um, to kind of help his case. Um, I don't know if I need to. I mean, if I like, I want to go real bold. I'm going to say that Bateman is one of them because he has very few targets this year. Um, I'm not going to say the other two because I mean it can be whoever, but uh, I think Bateman's probably bold enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I put as extra credit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think he's locked in. I think he's going to continue to to play well. Um, and even though, yeah, leaning on the run game a little bit, I think um, you know I think we'll try to find opportunities to be able to have him uh, pass the ball a little bit more, particularly in the red zone. As far as score prediction, um, you know, man, I, yeah, the the injury report it's still a little early in the week. I mean, recording this um, Wednesday night, so you know, obviously, there's a couple more practices and injury reports that are going to come out between now and game time. You know, a lot is hinging on that. I, I feel like for me. I don't necessarily see it a blowout yet. Like if, if we took like everybody on the injury report is not going to play, then like, okay, I guess right. I could see that a little bit more possible, but I feel like some guys are going to come back. Some guys aren't um, like, I think Waddle's probably not going to play, but like Mostert, he might play uh, Hill might play. Um, anyway, all that being said, I'm still going to pick the Ravens. Um, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say 42. That seems like a lot of points for a Raven team, um, but I'll say uh, 36. 20 Ravens. Wow. Um, very similar to the 49ers game. Just an extra field goal for the Ravens. 36-20 Ravens. Well, guys, like the over-under is 47. And we're favored by three. Whoa. And, and I'm like, this feels like a game. You know, there's not as much juice, obviously. But this feels like a game similar to like the San Francisco game. If you feel like we're going to win. Like maybe maybe tease up that point total, maybe do a little ladder action, because I think we can win by more than three if we win. Um, like it's kind of like one of those weird Jekyll and Hyde things. It's like I think they're either gonna have an offensive plan that works against us, and we're like ah, you know, and they put up like mid twenties, thirties, or they're just not, and they're gonna be in the teens. And um, I don't know, man. I'll tell you, Peter's trying to make me think on naughty. He's trying to make me think like just in teens, low, low scoring for them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick, probably give him a little bit more sauce. I think I'm gonna give him 17. Uh, but the, I think the Ravens, man, they're gonna score another like 31. That's the classic number for them, like 31, 30, low 30s. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go 31, uh, 17 Ravens, and that right there uh, covers barely. 
<laughs> and yeah, I think it's, it's one of those things, man, like, uh, covers the over, uh, totally covers the spread, but covers the over. I think, I think that this is, a, this is a weird game. Uh, I really do think their offense could not be, uh, could, or could be not that good. Uh, but it also, I don't want to dismiss them too much, but I don't know. I, I'm having like a reverse jinx guys. Like I was like for the 49ers game, I was like, ah, oh, I'm scared. I don't know if the offense is going to be able to figure it out. And now I'm like, I, I think the offense is going to be all right. And like, I don't know if their deep offense can figure it out. So like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, the, 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 the 49ers really messed with you and Peter, I think like, I mean, you guys, you guys both picked the Niners and you know, we're like, Oh my God, like this is going to be terrible. And then we got the win. It was such a commanding win. And I was just like, we're going to the freaking Super Bowl, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Going full Ronnie. Yeah, going full Ronnie, man. <laughs> it's like, I booked, my, I booked my ticket to Arizona already. It's like, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh not gonna lie I, I have thought about making a refundable fl- fl- flame purchase now uh just to just get it out there but yeah i don't know it's uh it's definitely it's definitely something man like something something's brewing in baltimore and i, I wanted this, i just wanted i'm selfish i want to see it i want to see a commanding win or just a, any win frankly any win against the dolphins will work for me and then like we can have that big celebration going home of the one seed and uh knowing that you know, the, the playoffs come through the bank, and that would be a beautiful thing. Whew, man. How about this? Let me, let me put this a little teaser at the end of the show. If you listen this far, and you want to go to the Ravens game, you want to go with one of us, maybe reach out. We might, we might be able to accommodate. Who knows? As long as you're cool. And a Ravens and, fan. And, of course, believe, a Ravens fan. Must <laughs> you are a Ravens fan. Yeah, like, send, send several pictures of uh, your Ravens memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, perhaps perhaps that would work out or we're, we're trying to find somebody but you know it, sh- it shouldn't be that hard but always uh you know our loyal listeners that got this far i think uh if, if you reach out and it's still available we might we'll be able to work something out you know so let us know uh send us brisket in a dm Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> hurt couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. Yeah, bring, <laughs> that's that's the tax. You got to bring a brisket to the table. <laughs> it's an indoctrination. But uh, now, nah, guys, uh, really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter, on Threads, One Winning Pod, and of course, email us at gmail.com. And we'll be back hopefully after a big win. Go Ravens. <laughs>